Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you are tuning in today, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You're listening to Trash Talk with D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Monday, the 22nd of January, 2024. And this is episode number 15 of our NBA podcast, and we are going to highlight all the big week ahead that is NBA Rivals Week 2024. So the NBA brought this in in the 2022-23 season, and we are back again for another go-around, which actually kicks off in a couple of days' time, and we get a couple of local derbies to get us started with the Brooklyn Nets facing off against the New York Knicks and the Los Angeles Lakers up against the LA Clippers. We're getting 11 nationally televised games and we are going to go through every single one of them in this pod today. So we're changing things up a little bit. There will be no best of the best. There's no time to take out the trash. There will be a question that has come through, so we're going to hit on that. We will also try and lock in our best bet for the NBA action tomorrow before Rivalry Week does kick off. And given that it is Rivalry Week for the whole week, we're going to be hitting on some best bets for every single game that we're going to feature here as the days progress. So keep your eyes on socials for that at Trash Talk with D-Bork on Instagram and TikTok. Keep your eye on that. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the follow button. Keep the feedback coming. Loving all your work. All right, so let's get this thing started. January 24th, the Brooklyn Nets go head-to-head up against the New York Nets in Brooklyn. Uh, so we're going to start with that game there. So the Knicks are 26-17, and 17, currently in fifth position out east, going up against the Brooklyn Nets, who are yeah, a bit of a rabble this year. They are 17-25 and 25 in 11th position. The Nets, pretty average at home. They're 10 and 10 with going up against just about another average team on the road, the New York Knicks at 12 and 12. The Knicks come into this game. They've won three straight contests. uh, And Brooklyn actually had themselves a decent week coming off a win up against the Los Angeles Lakers a couple of nights ago, uh, which was an ESPN game. They looked very, very good there and realistically should have had had a double win in LA. They collapsed against the LA Clippers, losing that last quarter 41 to 15 on the back of a 22 to zero run to finish the game. Yikes, that's uh, that's tough reading. This, This Nets team, they could look a little bit different. There is trade deadline that is coming up. I don't think they're gonna be moving on from the likes of Mikael Bridges or Cam Johnson and whatnot. Cam Thomas is every chance of moving on, though, and he's playing some very good minutes off the bench for them. There could be a couple of suitors who may come chasing his signature coming up there. Whereas you look at the New York Knicks, and they've been brilliant since the acquisition of OG Ananobi. They look like a legitimate playoff team this year once again, and they'll hope that this year can go at least one better to win, at least in the first round, before they'd have to probably face off against the Milwaukee Bucks or the Boston Celtics or potentially Philly, depending where I guess they finished in the second round of the playoffs. But they're definitely, they look like a, a very, very good playoff team and someone who's going to be pretty tough to beat since acquiring OG. He just, he's given their, he's given their effort a lot more than, I guess, what R.J. Barrett has on the defensive end of the floor for him. And he's a guy that uh, can knock down the corner three as well. So he's a he's a stable offensive threat from there. And it, you just need someone who's going to be decent enough alongside of Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle to go with you. Someone who just doesn't really demand the ball, but will score if given the opportunity. So 
yeah, I think the Knicks are going to be too good in this one uh, in what will probably be a pretty high-scoring affair at the, uh, the way the Brooklyn Nets um, can go up and down the court. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Knicks in a high-scoring affair in this one to get us started in rivalry week. That same night, we get the Los Angeles Lakers traveling, I guess we're going to call it that, to the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the Lakers currently 22-22 and 22 in ninth position, going up against the Clips, who are 27-14 and 14 in fourth spot. Of recent years, the Clippers have completely dominated this rivalry. They hadn't lost in about 12 or so meetings, I'm pretty sure, going into this year. But they've lost both games to the Lakers this year, which has been pretty rare. Uh, their last time out, lost 106-103 to 103 back on the 2nd of November with Anthony Davis going for 22-10. and 10. LeBron also filling up the stat sheet with 25-8-7. and 7. But you also go back to their meeting earlier on in the season with the Lakers winning in overtime 130 to 125 AD once again another big night 27 and 10 LeBron huge 35 12 and 7 how's this guy like this he's in the league it's ridiculous Kawhi and PJ had themselves a big night out and they're going to need to do that again they combined for 73 points in the first meeting as well against the Lakers now you've obviously added James Harden which has definitely gone a lot better than a lot of people would have thought, including myself. Uh, and this Clippers team is going to make a very, very good run as long as they are healthy in the postseason for sure. But in this contest in general, you're probably going to get a lot of Anthony Davis up against the Clippers. They don't really have a, a great matchup for him, especially with the loss of Avica Zubac. Probably going to have Mason Plumley going up against him, and good luck with that. So I think this can, I think AD is going to have a pretty big night. LeBron's just going to be his usual self. You know, you look at the box score and you're like, oh, he's got 25, 10, and 5 <laughs> out of nowhere. But I think the Clippers are going to be too good on this occasion. I highly doubt they're going to drop three straight to this Lakers team who watching them is is literally like a roller coaster ride. You never know what Lakers team you're going to get. So I'll go with the Clippers in this one to get us started on the first night of rivalry week so let's go to january 25 we have got the phoenix suns traveling to the dallas mavericks <laughs> speaking of spicy this rivalry has picked up over the last few years especially in that playoff run or playoff series that they had phoenix are coming into this matchup at 24 and 18 currently in seventh position out west which is good enough for a first seed i guess in the plan tournament whereas the Dallas Mavericks are just ahead of them tied for the same record at 24 and 18 in sixth position Dallas at home they've been pretty decent I guess they're 13 and 9 with Phoenix being very very good on the road too they're 11 and 7 this one's going to be fun for sure and I think a lot of people including myself love watching Luka Doncic go head to head with Devin Booker there's always a lot of feeling a lot of spice in this contest and a lot of memes and whatnot that go around saying that Luka Doncic does own the Phoenix Suns. And if you go back to Boxing Day, he did just that. Dallas running out victorious, 128 to 114 in Phoenix. Luka's stat line, my goodness, 50 points, 6 rebounds, 15 assists. That was without Kyrie Irving. So that's a huge win, especially now, given the reason that they are tied right now. Dallas have that head-to-head record over the Suns. But the Suns come into this matchup playing some very good basketball. They've won five games in a row. So they've finally got their guys back on the court together, you know, getting their big three with Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. So this one's going to be fun as well. It will. And Luka Luca and uh, Devin Booker are going to be the players to watch in this one. I, I think they're going to combine for... Yeah, maybe 60-plus at least 
in this one. So yeah, this is this is going to be a fun one for sure. So probably out of the the first two days, this is the matchup to watch for sure. Because you look at the other rivalry matchup that we've got coming up on Jan twenty five, you've got OKC going to the San Antonio Spurs, and you you look at it and you say, why is this even in this fixture? Uh, but the OKC Thunder are twenty nine and thirteen in second position, going up against the Spurs, who are eight and thirty four in sixteenth. OKC has been decent on the road; they're thirteen and eight on the road, with the Spurs just being the Spurs, I guess, this year at home. They're three and sixteen. Yeah, it's not necessarily a rivalry, but I guess the NBA are trying to make it into one with the two best rookie candidates matching up against each other, which could create, I guess, a rivalry in future. Chet Holmgren on the season, currently rookie of the year favorite at around that $1.60 mark. Chet is averaging 17.3 points a game, 7.2 rebounds and 2.8 assists. We got Wemby, plus money right now, 225 or plus 125 about him. Nine, just under 20 points a game at 19.9, 10.1 rebounds, and 2.9 assists. Some of you might be wondering, how isn't Wemby favorite looking at those numbers? But you look at the rosters, Chet averaging those kind of numbers, playing alongside the likes of Shade Gilgis-Alexander, Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy. These are guys who somewhat demand the ball and are going to put up solid numbers of their own, whereas Wemby just has a as a golden ticket, I guess, to do whatever he wants. So that would make sense as to why Chet is currently the favorite to win rookie of the year. He's been very good, obviously, on the defensive end of the floor too, and his team's coming second. So you've got to reward winning at the end of the day. But Wemby, you know, if they have a big finish, he'll be back in the conversation. But right now, it's, it's definitely going to be Chet Hongren's rookie of the year award to lose. So that wraps us up there for Jan 25. Uh, January 26th. Australia Day uh, over here in Australia. Some celebrate it, some don't. We're not going to get into that. But uh, we got two matchups on January 26th. We've got the Miami Heat hosting the Boston Celtics, and we have the Golden State Warriors going head-to-head with the Sacramento Kings. We'll start with Boston. They are 33-10, first in the Eastern Conference, first overall, I guess, in the NBA. Going to the Miami Heat, who are 24-19 and on the season. Boston are 13-9 and nine on the road. I think we've spoken about it in the past. They've been dominant at home. They only just dropped their first game of the season at home now. And they go to the Miami Heat, who are 12-8 and eight at home. This is a matchup between last year's Eastern Conference finalists and kind of has been, I guess, over the last few years with these two teams. This always has plenty, plenty of feeling in it. And I guess it even goes back to the days of, you know, Kevin Garnett and... Paul Pierce, when they were matching up with Miami's dream team of you know, LeBron, Dwayne Wade and whatnot. So, yeah, this one's going to have some feeling for sure. Uh, they actually matched up already earlier in the season at 119 to 111 to the Boston Celtics in Boston. You'd like to think this one's going to be a little more lower scoring, I guess, with the way that Miami Heat do play. They get it into a bit more of a grind. And especially at home, you'd like to think Miami has their way and dictates the way things are going to play. I do like Miami in this one. I, I, I think they're they're a very good outfit, especially on their home floor. Just getting Jimmy Butler kind of back into that rotation now after a few of the games that he has missed. It, it's incredible that they've got the record that they do because they've had a lot of a lot of injuries to start the year and they just keep winning games. It's that heat culture, I guess, is, is how they call it. So, yeah, I think Miami gets the goods here in a, in a very, very tight contest, probably one that could potentially go down to the last shot again in that one. 
Let's go across now to the California's newest rivalry, I guess. Uh, the Sacramento Kings at 23 and 18, currently in eighth position, travel to the Golden State Warriors, who are 18 and 22 in 12th position. This one, yeah, this is a hard one because the last two Golden State games have been postponed due to the tragic passing of their assistant coach, Dijon Milo Milievic. Um, yeah, that's a. It's a travesty. It really is. Um, at passed away at a team dinner, had a heart attack there. So that one, this one's yeah. It's it's going to be tough in how you know to even read this game for sure. But you know, obviously, if it does go ahead, and if we want to talk about the actual matchup itself, um, there's going to be plenty of feeling in this one, especially after last year's Western Conference first round playoff series that these two teams faced off against each other with Golden State winning that in seven games. Steph Curry having 50 points, he was phenomenal. But yeah, it really is hard to know, I guess, the mindset of how Golden State are going to come into this one. Who knows if their their next game's going to go ahead even before this contest is kicked off. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be hard to see where this team goes from this because... That's very, very close to home for them. And I know the NBA is a business and whatnot, but at the end of the day, they've lost someone who was very close to them. We send our condolences to his family as well. And, yeah, thoughts and thoughts and prayers with the, with the Golden State Warriors, their team, and Dijon's family as well, for sure, in that one. Let's kick on forward now to the rest of NBA rivalry round. January 27, the Atlanta Hawks host the Dallas Mavericks. This is Dallas's second game in Rivals Week. Traveling to Atlanta, who they've battled this season. They're 18 and 24, currently in 10th position. The Hawks have been really poor at home. Where you know, recently over over recent years, they've been a lot better. They're 8 and 12 on their home floor. And this one's going to be hard to read. It's again, it's kind of a, a newer kind of rivalry, just given the fact that. The Hawks and Mavs traded their picks, obviously for Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Dare say Luka's worked out a little bit better, but it's not to say the Hawks haven't had success. Trey Young currently is in the NBA's concussion protocol, so he's no guarantee of actually playing in this one, so this one would hurt. Uh, but Atlanta have, have been playing a little bit better basketball of late. DeJounte Murray actually hit a couple of game winners in a row for them. But yeah, this one's going to be—it's going to be tough to see the Atlanta Hawks winning in this one, especially if Trey Young is out. This could be one of the last times we actually see this Atlanta Hawks lineup together, I guess. Especially given trade deadline is only a couple of weeks away, and there's been plenty of talk around Dejounte Murray potentially being traded. He's been offered up to you know the Lakers or the Bucks, or yeah, there's just. There's teams all over the place that'll be coming for him, so he could be he could be moved on. It really hasn't worked out for him in Atlanta playing alongside Trey Young. But I guess going back to how the rivalry has come about or how it's going, um, both both these superstars in Trey Young and Luka Doncic have worked out just about the same to their teams. You'd like to think Dallas are a bigger chance of winning a championship having Luka there, but at the same time. They've both reached the same target, which is the conference finals. Trey Young having that run with that Atlanta team that ended up losing to the Milwaukee Bucks on their way to winning a title. 
Atlanta defeating the Philadelphia 76ers, and as we know, that was the Ben Simmons demise <laughs> series uh, where he passed up that open dunk on Trey Young. So, yeah. And then, obviously, Luka Doncic went on to lose to the eventual NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors. So, yeah, both both guys have got their their teams to the same point. You'd like to think Luka is ahead, just given the trajectory of how Dallas are going, obviously, this season as, as well, especially, and given the, I guess, the mess that the Hawks are right now with, with Murray potentially being traded, it's going to be hard to see the Hawks actually making the playoffs in the first place. So you'd rather have your money on the Dallas Mavericks winning, not only winning this one, but also making the playoffs this year and the Hawks not. Our second matchup on Jan 27 is the San Antonio Spurs hosting the Portland Trailblazers. Goodness me. How are they deciding these things? Um, it's battle stations in this one. It really is. But it, I guess similar to how OKC and the San Antonio Spurs were given a rivalry, this is a rivalry between the number one pick and the number number two pick with Victor Wembanyama up against Scoot Henderson, 14th and 15th. Both teams are probably just playing for draft picks at the moment next year as well. The Blazers, though, have won two out of their last three, lost today to the Los Angeles Lakers, but they had been playing some very good basketball. And Scoot Henderson even though in a loss to the Phoenix Suns, was phenomenal the other night. He had 33 points, 7 rebounds, and 8 assists in that contest. So they'll be hoping they can get something similar out of him in this contest against the San Antonio Spurs team, who does give up a lot of points. Ditto to the Portland Trailblazers. So yeah, this this matchup could be uh, breaking the NBA scoreboard attendance in uh, in San Antonio. Yeah, we're going to get some points in this one, so I'd be on the over whatever it opens up there. Now let's go to our very last night of NBA Rivals Week, which is January 28th. We have the New York Knicks hosting the Miami Heat. Now, another rivalry, I guess, of recent times, but it does go back a few years too. The Miami Heat defeated the New York Knicks in last year's playoff series. Miami losing to the Knicks, though, this year at Madison Square Garden. Again, we're traveling to Madison Square Garden. They lost that matchup. 100 to 98 on the back of a dreadful last quarter, I guess, from the Miami Heat. The Knicks just put it on them. They really did. A big comeback there. 29 to 4 to 11 in the last quarter in that one. So, yeah, tough, tough going there for, for the Miami Heat. So, I'd expect another grind of a matchup in, in this one for sure. Similar to, I guess, how their, their playoff series went. This time around, obviously, Miami look a little bit better with the likes of Jaime Jaquez and Tyler Hero back into the lineup in this one. New York, I think, will battle to beat the Miami Heat here. I get it. Obviously, they've added OG Ananobi, so his matchup against Jimmy Butler will go a long way to deciding this one. But I'm going to take the Miami Heat to get over the line at Madison Square Garden and get one back on their rivals this season. Uh, and you'd like to think they're they're going to be jockeying for that four, five, six seeding this year for sure. At the end of the season, our second matchup on our last night of rivalry week is the Denver Nuggets hosting the Philadelphia 76ers, and this is going to be a fun one. It will if if their last matchup is anything to go by. Philly currently at 28 and 13 in third position out east. They knocked off the Denver Nuggets who are 30 and 14 in third position out west. 126 to 121 just last week. And this big man rivalry slash MVP race, I guess, just continues in in this contest. They were phenomenal last week in that matchup. They really were. Joel Embiid went for 41, 7, and 10. Ridiculous numbers. Kind of almost got him back into MVP favorite, whereas Nikola Jokic had 25, 19, and 3. 
the big one though to watch with it, where Embiid's just going nuts this year. He really is for for his numbers. But the big one to watch is the amount of games that he is allowed to miss. He is only allowed to miss seven more matches. And as we know, over time, Embiid has missed a lot of games. But to qualify for that MVP award, he only has seven games left to miss. So you'd like to think if he does miss those, you know, he's obviously, you put a line through him. But Nikola Jokic would be well and truly outright favorite in that one there. But there's a few there's a few suitors this year for sure, especially if, if Doncic has another big game against the Phoenix Suns in a... In a yeah, must-watch Western Conference matchup, then his MVP chances go right in. And it'll probably depend on where Dallas do finish. I think if they finish with a top-four seed and Luka continues to post some ridiculous numbers, then, yeah, he's right right into that conversation. It's probably one of the best MVP races in, in years. But in this matchup, yeah, it's all about Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, and the winner will be decided with who gets the better of, of who, I guess, in this one. And as Embiid was last game, he got the better of Jokic, even though Jokic's numbers were insane. Embiid's numbers were just that much better. Last but not least, we're going to go back to Golden State now. They are hosting the Los Angeles Lakers. This is actually potentially the last year of this rivalry that will feature LeBron James and the Splash Brothers. Um, yeah, LeBron, still a chance to go back to the Lakers, but there's been a lot of talk of him just going wherever his son goes, if his son does actually go into the NBA draft next year. Even if he doesn't, though, there's every chance that he could potentially test free agency and see where it's at. Whereas on the other side of the fence with the Splash Brothers, Golden State will contain or maintain Steph Curry for sure, but there's been plenty of chat of Clay Thompson either being shipped off or moving on from Clay. Because he's you know he's due, he's due for a contract he's in his contract year. I don't think he's worth the money that he's going to be demanding. Obviously he is a phenomenal player over his time, but he's yeah he's just not playing good basketball. And I feel like it's best for Golden State to move on from him or or Andrew Wiggins. At the end of the day, he's still going to get his jersey retired there. It doesn't matter. But while there's a chance to potentially build yourself up to the future, if there's a bigger name team that'll offer something good enough in a couple of weeks for Clay. I think they've got to listen because at the end of the day, it's all about winning a title. It is. And with this current roster right now that Golden State have, they probably won't even make the playoffs, battling to even make the play-in tournament. So, yeah, this one's definitely one to watch with the trade deadline coming up on February 7. But it is the first of four meetings between these two teams this season. I know it's coming up late, NBA scheduling. It is what it is. But, yeah, there's every chance that it could be the last time we see these guys on the court together this season. So, yeah, with, and obviously with the Lakers, they're, the Lakers are always going to be active around trade deadline time as well with the chance that they pick up DeJounte Murray or someone else. So, yeah, cracking end to rivalry week there. So, that is NBA Rivals Week done for this year. Why don't we check out some question times? We got a question from an anonymous subscriber. Which rivalry matchup is your favorite and who do you think the NBA missed out on this year going forward to next year? Uh, So the rivalry that I love the most out of this year, out of the 11 matchups that we've just spoke about, hard to go past the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. I think this one's going to be a cracking, cracking matchup. It always is, especially now that Dallas get Kyrie Irving back in the lineup. I just want to see Luca go for another 40 against the Phoenix Suns. It's so much fun to watch. It really is. And given that Phoenix now has their best lineup, 
together with their, with their three guys and playing some very good basketball, that one's going to be the best match for sure. Uh, and then obviously a, a very close second in terms of matchup-wise would be the Philadelphia 76ers up against the Denver Nuggets in Denver. So those two, for sure. And who'd they miss out on this year? I don't know how you have a, a rivalries week without the Los Angeles Lakers facing off against the Boston Celtics. I get it, it's a historical matchup, but that is the one of the biggest rivalries in sports. It is. So it feels impossible that they've completely dropped the ball there uh, and have missed out on, on having a matchup there. They probably should have either ended rivalry week or started rivalry week but yeah you can't not have the Celtics and Lakers matching up on rivalry week otherwise how do we take it seriously going forward so I think that's that's definitely going to be there next year I have no no doubts about that for sure thanks for sending that question on through our best bets now for tomorrow. Let's see what we can find. It's similar to, I guess, kind of what we mentioned earlier, uh, that we will try and play every single NBA rivalry game. And as always, keep your eyes on TikTok and Instagram for that, at Trash Talk with D-Bork. But let's give old Jerry a call and see what we can find for tomorrow. Let's do our best. As always, the NBA is an absolute roller coaster when it comes to best bets. But we'll see. We'll see what we can do for tomorrow. Let's take the under two hundred and fourteen and a half with the Cleveland Cavaliers up against the Orlando Magic. Those two teams are, I guess, two of the better teams in terms of defensive activity in the NBA. So we're going to take the under there. Then. Let's go to Boston up against the Dallas Mavericks. I feel like this one's going to be pretty high scoring, especially as long as everyone's playing, which, as we know, the NBA is always a hard one. I'm going to take the over 240.5 in that one. So you can get $3.70 or plus $2.70 about that double. Similar to what we mentioned, we will be playing every one of those rivalry week matchups. Keep your eyes on socials for that. Uh, this has been fun. <laughs> so many rivals, rivalries to talk about. Uh, there's plenty that I guess they, they didn't hit on, more particularly the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics, but it's going to be a fun week. It is. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great setup from the NBA to, to start this, and I can see it really, really picking up going forward for sure. Uh, but I hope everyone has a great start to the week. I'll be back again on Wednesday for our NFL pod there. This has been Trash Talk with D-Bork. I am out of here.